0: invest in you first if we're talking about well-being in a person invest in you first and as you said earlier your cup will be full to pass around and to give off to others
1: welcome to music teacher well-being i'm your host justin
0: and i'm your co-host wendy
1: this podcast is all about health wealth and happiness as a music teacher we get it being a music teacher has its own challenges and stresses. So every week, we want to share our stories as teachers. But we also want to talk to you and open up discussions about the common problems we deal with. This podcast is your weekly dose of encouragement and inspiration to take your music teaching to the next level. Let's get musical. Fantastic. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Justin
0: hi i'm reese from the eastern suburb school of music
1: thanks so much for coming on reese reese is a very very well-known person in the music teaching space and so i want to get him over here to share his story and see how um see how he's come so far as a music teacher so just let us know introduce yourself reese and tell us what you do and why you do it
0: Uh, thanks justin um so i'm reese from the eastern suburb school of music we've got locations out of Baronia and Karam Downs. Uh, I've been teaching now for, how old am I? I've been teaching now for 26 years. Um, I'm 40 42, so those of you at home can do the maths as to <laughs> when I started. Uh, taught in uh, a large variety of spaces, whether it is in private music schools um, for somebody else, music schools I've owned personally, um, but also the state Primary school and secondary college mm-hmm. system, as well. Um, and as well, sort of specialist areas. Uh, like currently, I'm teaching a ref- refugee
1: group. Awesome. Um, oh, yeah. As
0: well. Um, so, taking on special projects like that um, within the music education space.
1: Fantastic. Do you have a favourite setting of teaching?
0: No, I, I really find enjoyment or, or some kind of novelty. Um, in everything. And that, that's why I'm, I tend to just say yes yeah. to everything, um, to throw myself in at the deep end um, just to try it out um, because I'm always fascinated just meeting people, finding their, their interest and their passion for yeah. music um, and how I can enhance that and grow that. Um, whatever their background is, whatever their age is, um, there's something that I also get to learn about them as well, which I really hold um, deeply.
1: And it also enhances your teaching as well. The more context you, yeah, you uh, put yourself out there, um, the more people that you work with as well.
0: Yes, certainly. And just seeing it done different ways. Yeah. Um, It's not all just going to fit into this one nice box that every single person is going to learn exactly the same way. Um, so I'm always fascinated as well, I suppose, by the way that people learn just as much as the topic area.
1: That's awesome. Can you tell us, uh, that, um, if you can point to, I guess, one, um, key moment where that got you inspired to teach music, or I guess that one key moment where you got inspired to play music as well. Uh, it's,
0: it's a thing I've always done. I've never known uh, otherwise, um, apparently, my parents tell me I, I could put our a record on, um, and that's a, a vinyl for a while. <laughs> I'm sure most people know what vinyl and records are these days. I could operate our big 1970s record player um, from the time I was 18 months old. So, really, my whole life has been listening to music, studying music. Um, behind that, then, um, honestly, it was a way to, to make money, to make a living um, by staying within the music field, um, but also just just wanting to enhance the passion that, that I had within other people as well to, to, to help them get the enjoyment out of music that I personally would get um, and what they
1: were searching for. Yeah, absolutely. It's so nice to have that aha moment with a student, whether they're young or they're young at heart. Um, it's just so nice. Yeah,
0: completely. And I, I love how often um, that happens and it, it, you only need a moment like that and it will spark someone who might have been getting a bit down. About learning and playing the instrument and feeling like they're just not getting it, yeah. and then that magic happens, and it's totally unexplainable. As I say <laughs> to my students, um, say we're both guitarists, yeah, yeah, teaching teaching people to change chords, to change open chords. Um, <laughs> that's the big hill to get them over. Um, and as I say to them, there'll come a day where ten seconds beforehand you couldn't do it, and then. 10 seconds after, it's like you can't (laughs) not do it. I I remember changing from A chord to D chord for the first time ever (laughs) when I was about 10 or 11. My dad had showed me E chord, D chord and A chord. Now, I I, I look at that as a guitar educator now and they're probably the worst three chords you could possibly try and teach a beginner. (laughs) They just logically, physically don't go together. Um, but the, the, I just, you know, got it one day after about six months of trying and then I was off from that moment on, um, everything got easy and we'd probably just logged enough hours in the hands to, to make that physical thing happen. So it's what I try and just get the students to as quickly as possible. But yeah, you're right. When you get that moment in a student and the way it lights up their face, it doesn't matter whether they're eight. Or with the 80, it's that same reaction.
1: Absolutely. There was uh, the in the the previous episode, we were talking about how there was this one guy who, yeah, during we're recording this during our second um, wave of lockdown restrictions, but this one teenage student of mine, guitar student, very, very good, um, very technically, very quite good. And then just during the second wave, he lost a little bit of motivation. So it was his birthday. Um, luckily, we could do face-to-face at that time. So I kind of surprised him with some balloons and a little cake. And oh, that's fantastic. But I didn't I really realize that knock-on effect until the lesson after, which was online because I was sick. And then he said, I want to learn this song. I'm like where was this 18 months ago? You should have told me what song he wanted. Yes. And then then 10 minutes after it was like, oh, I want to learn how to solo now. I'm like, where was this two years ago? (laughs) Yes. Um, And it's just, yeah, those aha moments I think is really super
0: important. That's it. They feel more comfortable away from the lesson as well. There's a bigger drive to actually go and pick up the instrument. It's yeah, not a chore yeah, yeah. anymore. Um, there's, there's a certain command that <laughs> they've got um, and they go, oh, I can apply that to this song and this song, and yeah. this song, and this song. And
1: away we go 100%, from there. 100%. Um, so we were talking a lot about joyful times as music teachers. Um, and I guess what we want to tend to now is like being a music teacher and looking after ourselves can have its ups and also has it have its downs as well. So when you're ready, Reese, just let us know, I guess, one particular, yeah, challenging time in your teaching business and how you kind of recovered and what you kind of learned from that.
0: Definitely the most challenging time that I've experienced, um, was May, 2018, I was diagnosed with cancer um, and we did find out following that, that it is stage four cancer, um, which does mean it's spread through the body and is in an uncurable state. Um, So clearly as a business owner and as a teacher, um, my my first thought was, God, what's this going to do to the business, to my students? Um, Where do we go from here? Um, And just the, the, The total uncertainty that you've got—that right, how long you're actually going to be around Um, for—you do start to have those thoughts. Um, But luckily, um, I have a great staff around me at at both music school locations. um, That all my students uh, were were happy to go to other teachers, and I know that's that's a hard thing when you're, you're owning a music school and a teacher leaves, um, Teachers, are, are, students can be fairly reluctant to go with other teachers. At my music school, um, when you are with a teacher, you only get lessons with that teacher. We don't do fill-ins. Um, we don't do things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so there is quite a, a tight relationship formed between um, teacher and student. Um, and those students didn't see me for... I was out of action for, for eight months, essentially the rest of wow. 2018 after yeah. being diagnosed. Um, so, yeah, handing off the students I'd had to other teachers um, was, you know, you just worry. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they students become, you know, I feel like they're my own children at times, yeah. um, that you, you, you know, worry about that. Thankfully, those worries were fairly quickly
1: yeah. put
0: aside um, so I could focus on just getting as healthy yeah. as I possibly could, um, which today, I mean, I'm still here also, two years later, yeah. two and a half years later. That's okay. Thanks. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm I'm in a, a medical trial program um, through the Peter McCallum Cancer Hospital um, and the, the drug that I'm on um, is done absolute wonders. It's keeping everything nice and stable. Um, so music teaching has has helped me even, you know, move past that, that part of my life that, right, there's, there's a a disease there that needs to be managed and it just helps me forget. I I can get myself with my students into my music, um, and, and sort of not have those worries. So that would have been the most serious challenge that I've had in my teaching and, and just being, I think I've been lucky in the, the places that I've worked um, and the situations mm. I've been in um, that I haven't had too many times that I doubt myself mm. as a teacher, the um, students that I don't feel that I could at least give some kind yeah. of value to. Um, like I, I acknowledge that not every single student wants to get to the, the skill level of playing um, mm,
1: that, that mm, we mm, do mm, as mm.
0: teachers. It's just their half hour hobby. So always do try and frame that, that it's their half hour of enjoyment for the week. If if we can make that happen as a teacher, that's the most important thing. I, th- I think if you can take the stress off yeah. yourself in that way, um, with that as the foremost thought in your mind, um, a lot of it tends to take care of itself. If you can make them enjoy that half hour, and that, that's the way we do our lessons each week, half hour each week, um, they will naturally learn something, pick up something. You don't need to stress about exam marks or whatever it might be. Yeah, If they've got um, the enjoyment out of it, that's all that matters.
1: Very well said. And yeah, thank you for your honesty during that time. I can definitely see how after talking about that time, you shifted the conversation so much on other people and, yeah, making sure that people are looked after. And I think I think definitely the resilience of the last two years has helped you, yeah, look after yourself so you can, you know, give with a bigger cup and also help other people as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's quite interesting that you said that music teaching is helped you through that sort of period of difficulty yeah i think sometimes when we feel we don't have the strength or well we we are lacking strength um in some days other people will pull you up and there's a certain type of meditation that i sometimes feel when i'm in my lessons as well when it's it's just that particular moment and everyone's zoned in to learn and get the best out of playing music. Yes. Yeah. And I think that definitely helps you escape a lot of problems in a way.
0: (laughs) And I suppose for me, the other side of it is this is all I've ever done. Yeah. I, I, I am a music teacher, a music business owner. um, And I was able to, you know, have a focus on getting back to that as well. So it certainly helped me through that time that I needed to heal, um, the fact that the business remained strong um, and that I could sit on my phone and answer inquiries and book students (laughs) and and do the normal things even though I'd had this life-changing event Mm. happen. And it certainly helped us out for this
1: year. Oh, 100%. Um, Yeah, yeah.
0: That, um, you know, when when we're being shut down and needing to do lessons online, I was like, <laughs> you know, I've faced death, uh, uh, you know, um, so we can get through yeah. this. Um, and it certainly helped for this year. As you said, the word resilience, um, I had confidence that we could get through it. We'd find a way. There's always a way.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think, yeah, that's so, um, super inspiring. And I also want to kind of touch on the fact that the whole thing of like, it's all you ever are and all that you ever were in terms of, um, musician, music teacher, music business owner, uh, when it's your life, it's, um, it's very much live and die by the sword of that particular yes. passion. Um, yes. And it's not cut out for everybody, but for those who are um, that, I think that that's what like makes students, families come back to you is that authenticity as well.
0: We'd hope, yeah, we'd hope so. And as I said, (laughs) we hope, we hope we can offer them the joy that we personally find in music. And when they call us up and they book in that they're looking to enhance that joy themselves yeah. Um, we hope we can give them that. And it's whether they stick with us for, for two lessons, for two years, for yeah, yeah. some students I've had, I taught for 15 years. That's awesome. Um, that I've seen them from primary school right through into their adulthood.
1: Unreal. Now we talked a little bit about that sort of how the boundaries are quite blurred between that music teacher, musician, and business owner, um, just t- let us know a little bit more who um, who is Reese outside of work. Um, what are some hobbies that you do? Uh, yeah, what's the non-musical personality behind Reese?
0: Certainly, following sports. Oh, awesome! That's that's yeah. that's the other side of me. So I'm a mad, passionate Sydney Swans. Fan. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, when the when the AFL season's over, mm-hmm. I'm right into the American football. Oh yeah. Um, so a, a big New York Giants fan, and unfortunately the Giants are doing terribly this year. <laughs> um, so it's another year to rebuild, uh, and a family man as well. I've got three children. eight, awesome. um, Eight, eight, four, and one. Um, and they keep me on my toes. I'm watching my one-year-old in his little video monitor here at the moment,
1: Um,
0: keeping an eye on him while mum's out doing the shopping.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So, yeah, I'm very passionate about my family and looking after my family and my sport as well. If it's got a a ball or it's a racetrack or whatever it might be, (laughs) if if there's a a sporting competition involved, I'll, I'll be there watching
1: it are your family members also quite heavy into sport as well?
0: Um yeah, and definitely the AFL.
1: Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, we we my the way I follow the Sydney Swans, they used to be based in South Melbourne and my family followed them. Yeah. When they were, were South Melbourne and we've uh, kept following the red and white right through.
1: Awesome.
0: And my my sister's a massive massive Liverpool um, fan in the, the English Premier League soccer. Um, I, I'm Man United and same thing, we're not doing too great <laughs> this year. So not as passionate these days about the about Premier League, but definitely the American football.
1: Yeah. How are the crowds? How are the crowds? Because I know in the AFL, it's all very much like monitored and, like distanced is the crowds in america very similar or some
0: some states it it just depends state by state yeah
1: um they have
0: closed some some stadiums um others they have let in like certain states here that they did at the end of the season um with limited capacity in their venues um i just i think it depends on local government um, over there, Yeah. but say say that the two New York teams, um, they are not allowing fans into their stadiums, um, so they've they've got the the silly fake crowd noise going, which is quite <laughs> hilarious.
1: You can tell if could it's a imagine, fake crowd noise. Can you imagine that?
0: Imagine that in a music lesson, just having fake, like fake audience being piped into a music lesson or, or just fake, fake off tune notes or whatever it is from, from random instruments, just to make it feel like we could have done that while we're online just have fake random noise going into the background of our online lessons to make it feel like we're at the music school.
1: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. A couple of my friends who own music schools in Orange County in California, yep. um, they do the whole, um, fake, fake noises for birthdays or student of the week. So they'll have like a zoom yep. session and be like, presenting Bradley as the student of the week. And they have the zoom, they have the zoom clap and they share audio being like, Ooh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, and again, it goes back to that sort of, that's the sort of enlightening moment that a kid, um, gets that's maybe not musical, but definitely makes them yes. a more connected to themselves as well. Correct.
0: There's, uh, and there's a lot more, um, as you say, connecting, connecting, with the relationships of what you can do as a, a, a leader, not not just as a music teacher, but just as as a you know someone who's a, a figure that
1: they can look up, up know, to, share moments
0: with, as we do with so many of our students.
1: Uh, you're you're speaking my language as um, someone who teaches at leaders of Rock, So <laughs> definitely, leadership is a huge thing um, with us. Um, just getting the kids confident. So, uh, yeah, I was just going to say, um, before we wrap up, what are some of the things that you like to do with the whole family? Um,
0: Oh, we're always on the go. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Monday, Monday we were out at the Melbourne zoo. Um, awesome. we all we've wanted to take out one year old for his birthday. Yeah. Um, but of course they were closed. So first opportunity we could, we were down at the zoo. Awesome. On Monday. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what else? Yeah, we get when we could. We were out at sporting events. Um, my partner um, is originally from Rosebud and Dramata. Yeah, yeah So cool. we're often, summertime, we'll head down that way um, and get onto the beach. Awesome. Um, as much as we can. Yeah, we're, yeah we're out and about, on the go, as much
1: as we possibly can be. Yeah. Love, um I love the fact that during this time of recording, we can actually go to regional Victoria now. Yes, <laughs> yes. The uh, the ring of
0: steel has
1: come down. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of days in the summer for your family as well to just sort of relax and just take in the fresh air and take in the yes.
0: seas as well. Yes, yeah, certainly. Now we love our beach time.
1: That's that's awesome. Uh, just one final question. Uh, what, does, what does well-being as a music teacher mean to you?
0: Very good question. <laughs> it's kind of op- a bit open-ended. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think you should be defined by what you do.
1: Yeah.
0: So I don't know if it's about music teacher well-being, mm. but just f- well-being, full stop. Yeah. Now, don't put yourself in situations that you are just doing for money. That's one. I think a lot of teachers take up music teaching because they play the instrument and they can play it well. Yeah. They then paint themselves into a little box, which erodes their own joy of music Mm. um, because they might not be cut out for instruction of people, Um, especially people in life who might've found the music or learning an instrument came more naturally to them mm-hmm. than others. So I can see that, that yeah music teachers that we've had that have struggled with the teaching side of it are certainly ones that have taken it up. They go, oh, right, I play guitar. I, I, I play pretty good. I can teach it then. No, not the case. And they, they paint themselves into a bit of a corner um,
1: mm-hmm. of,
0: of frustration in that sense um and yes yeah, don't do anything that you're not passionate about if you can't wake up in the morning and want to get up and do what you do need to do yeah get out and teach some music i mean how lucky are we um with what we do mm. we get to sit on our ass all day and play guitar so <laughs> it really comes down to it yeah if if you can't be happy doing that maybe you shouldn't be doing it maybe you should Instead, invest in your own time, in your own music career mm. and, and get recording and learn those different chords Yeah. Um, and invest time in yourself. I, I think that's a big thing, maybe the point that I'm getting around to. Yeah. Invest in you first. If we're talking about well-being in a person, invest in you first. And as you said earlier, your cup will be full to pass around and to give off to others.
1: That's unreal. Reese. thank you so much for joining this podcast.
0: Welcome. Thanks, Justin.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast and for tuning in to our first ever season of Music Teacher Wellbeing. We really hope during this year you've stayed mindful, well and inspired to keep going with your music. You can do this. We all can do this. We'll see you next year for a fresh episode and a fresh start in 2021 stay well stay musical we'll see you next year